0: Welcome to the Healing HQ podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a Hashimoto's Warrior, registered dietitian, and lover of all things healing. Each week, we will dive deep and provide you tips, tricks, and everything you will need on your healing journey from myself and my guests in the community. If you're ready to jump headfirst into your healing journey, then this podcast is for you. Get ready to talk all things woo-woo, mindset, nutrition, and so much more. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Healing HQ Podcast. Mm, mm, mm. I need a intro song, don't you think? (laughs) How are you doing today? Oh my gosh, what a fun episode because guys if I if I I've never been asked this but I think if I've been asked if someone asked me what is the most common question you get um in your dms or in the comments is keto and Hashimoto's, right? I've heard keto will help me lose weight and this and that. And I'm here to give you facts. I'm here to, this is like no opinion. And I'll tell you if I have an opinion, Um, but I kind of want to give you a rundown on what keto is, how keto affects the thyroid, so on and so forth. And like how to do things safely if you choose to and all of that fun, jazz. Yay! So I'm going to start off with the basics, guys. What is keto? We're going to talk about how the how keto affects your thyroid, um, how it affects Hashimoto's, pros and cons, and just some advice, you know? Let's dive into it, shall we? So what is keto? Keto is a high-fat and very low-carb diet and recently it has become extremely popular especially to those who want to lose weight and historically this diet right a keto diet a high fat low carb diet has been used to help with the symptoms of pediatric epilepsy which is actually what the diet was made for very interesting right and you know keto is basically when you replace the carbs in your body I mean in your diet you're placing the carbs in your diet with a lot of healthy, hopefully, healthy fats. So your body enters a metabolic state known as ketosis. And in ketosis, your body burns stored fat for fuel instead of glucose. And many people lose weight on keto, and part of this is because of a calorie restriction. You're not eating as much um, because you're removing high-calorie foods such as carbohydrates, which tend to be higher in calories but also in nutrients. Um, and in a traditional keto diet, high-fat foods—you know, like the the key foods in a traditional keto diet—are various different types of meats. Um, eggs, cheese, fish, nuts, seeds, avocado, butter, oils. And that's basically like the foundation. Um, I see a lot of people loading up on cheese, loading up on processed foods, um, things like that. So I think that like tradition, there's like different ways to do it. I've heard terms like messy keto, keto my way, keto in general, you know, you do you. But research has shown that keto can be super helpful in a variety of conditions, ranging from neurological issues, multiple sclerosis, MS, epilepsy, hypoglycemia. I mean, it does have a lot of benefits, which is pretty cool. And studies have also shown that following a keto diet can actually help with your immune system, your immune response, and also increase glutathione levels, which is notoriously low in people with autoimmune diseases, which is like super interesting. So there are known precautions to consider depending on what's actually going on in your body with Hashimoto's um, or autoimmunity. And keto is has been shown to be helpful for some autoimmune conditions. It might not be the best option when it comes to Hashimoto's according to research. So I'm going to let you decide, give you all the details, what I found, um, you know, that I think you should know and feel empowered about So let's start with like the effect of a keto diet on thyroid function, right? And I think the part of your brain, the part of your brain that regulates your thyroid hormones, the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, right? They require glucose to function. So cutting off glucose can pretty much inhibit this process. Um, So the thyroid stimulating hormone is partly made up of glucose molecules, which I was like, oh, that's good to know. So when you severely restrict your carbohydrate intake, you can actually reduce the amount of the free T3 and it actually increases the amount of reverse T3, which is not the one we necessarily want in our body um, when we don't need it. So when you have Hashimoto's, your thyroid is most likely already underproducing its hormones, TSH, right? Especially if you have hypothyroidism as well as Hashimoto's, which is extremely common. So having too much reverse T3 and not enough free T3 can exacerbate a lot of the symptoms that we're having. Um, And this is one of the main reasons why I really suggest finding your own carb tolerance, right? Before cutting out all carbs or going low carb and seeing how your carb like what your carb tolerance is and seeing what makes your body feel good because you can lose weight with Hashimoto's without cutting out a lot of these food groups um so the ketogenic diet and Hashimoto's how do they play a role with each other and You know, what does it all mean? So it can be really difficult to determine how to use a keto diet for Hashimoto's because a lot of studies focus how on keto diets affects appetite and weight loss and specific conditions like type 2 diabetes or epilepsy, but they don't really talk about the impact on thyroid function. No studies do, which is very frustrating. Um, But a majority of the keto studies are actually done on men and not necessarily women, which I found very interesting. And as you know, as beautiful women, our chemical makeup and our hormones are completely different than men. So any information that comes out of a lot of these studies might not apply to us, which is kind of frustrating um, and misleading. And so there are many pros and cons, right? I, I think there are many pros and cons to keto. So let's dive into them, all right? I'm gonna start with the pros. Many people include going gluten, dairy, soy, and grain-free on the keto diet, which we know can be a pro as those are the most common triggers for women with Hashimoto's typically. So removing these foods can actually contribute to a lot of health benefits, which I found pretty cool. Um, The keto diet incorporates a lot of anti-inflammatory foods and can help Reduce inflammation, and some people have done correctly, which, like heck, yeah, I don't want any more inflammation. That's great. And there's there was a study in Poland. This one I found really interesting, um, and I'm gonna read about it because I don't want to mess it up. So there's a study in Poland, and they have found that up to fifty percent of patients with Hashimoto's also have an intolerance to carbohydrates. So consuming a carbohydrate-rich food, when they do that, their blood sugar goes up too high too quickly and this leads to a rapid excessive release of insulin which is the hormone that allows the body to to like use the glucose from food as energy and then insulin surges causing you to have low blood sugar which can result in symptoms like anxiety fatigue lightheadedness So a strict keto diet is naturally low in sugar and refined carbs, and it can help balance blood sugar in some people um, and help with any insulin resistance that you may be having, um, which is also common with women in Hashimoto. So very, very, very interesting that it can actually help you lower your blood sugars, but that makes sense because you're not eating a lot of glucose, therefore your blood sugar probably won't spike as much. However, that doesn't mean it's necessarily safe. So this let's talk about the cons, okay. A keto diet is typically high in dairy, which is a very common trigger for Hashimoto symptoms. And a lot of women with Hashis can have additional sensitivities like eggs, nightshades, nuts, which are like the foundations of keto. So it might make it really hard finding things to eat. And a lot of studies have looked at the impact of low-carb diets on T3 and T4 um, hormones as well as antibodies, but they show a lot of mixed results. So for example, I'm going to read this again Um There was a study in 2016 that that looked at the effects of a low-carb diet in people with autoimmune thyroid conditions, and there were a number of people with Hashimoto's that were randomized, and a control group ate low-calorie, low-carb diet with food restrictions and guidelines, and their diet contained um, a specific amount of carbs, a specific amount of fats, and a specific amount of proteins. And they pretty much only ate lean meat, white meat, fish, veggie-rich meals, but they were not eating eggs, legumes, dairy, bread, pasta, fruit, rice, and gitrogens, which is a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast episode. So after 21 days, all the patients in this group showed a significant decrease in their thyroid antibody levels. But based on how the study was conducted it's really difficult to tell if it was because of the carb restriction or the removal of the highly reactive foods that are common in Hashimoto's like gluten dairy soy and eggs or all of the above and improved general outcomes right Um, and then there was another study and this this one was pretty cool that found that the keto diet resulted in lower T3 levels and raised reverse T3 levels in healthy people. So we wanted to make, basically when you have a a lot of reverse T3, right? Those are noted to be a lot of the same changes in hormones that you see in cases of starvation. So that's when the body kicks into survival mode and slows down its metabolic rate which is not what we want, right? We don't really want a lot of reverse T3 because that pretty much means your body's going into survival mode and we don't want that. Our body, we want to let our body know that it doesn't need to be in survival mode. Um, So we don't know for sure if keto is helpful. We know it can increase reverse T3, sending us into survival mode and we know it can inhibit a lot of the absorption of thyroid hormone which is interesting. So, also with um, keto, I have found a lot of women who have tried keto, especially in my practice, that liver health is a concern um, for many women with Hashimoto. So, a congested liver is one of the many reasons why people's bodies can't utilize um, their thyroid medications effectively, and they don't really convert the T4 into active three T3 correctly. So. That is a huge, huge issue that the keto, you know, a high-fat, low-carb diet is affecting a lot of our organs. Those are the pros and cons, guys. There's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons, and I've seen people have great success with a higher-fat and low-carb diet. I've also seen people do really not okay with a low-carb, high-fat diet. So it's important to consider that all diets are not one-size-fits-all. It's not... You're you're individual. You are so individualized. You all have your own carb tolerance, to like what your body thrives off of versus what your body feels uncomfortable with so keep that in mind also when you cut out any food group protein fats or carbs right any macro you're going to lose weight because you're not giving your body what it needs so keep that in mind too that of course you're going to lose weight if you're cutting out your carbohydrate intake your body has to spend a lot of energy switching things over but you're not necessarily getting what you need um that's why we have to figure out Your carb tolerance. And I talk about this a lot in the Hashimoto's method. How do you find your carb tolerance? And it involves experimenting with different carb intake (laughs) and finding which one makes you feel good and energized versus which one makes you feel sluggish and uncomfortable versus which one makes you feel dizzy and, you know, starving and things like that. So I'm going to give you some advice from a registered dietitian here about keto. And I think that, especially when I was growing up, dietary fat had a really bad reputation. And today we see that the quality of your fat is a much more important factor than certain fats. So coconut milk, fatty fish, avocados, olive oil, olives, all have really great health benefits. So if you are going to do a keto diet and you decide um, based on the information that you have and you've researched, make sure that you are actually having a really good quality fat option versus the process maybe not the best quality ones um experiment guys take it slow find what works best for your body it's okay if keto or high fat diet isn't what your body thrives off of that doesn't mean you're broken it just means you are an individual who is learning what works best for their body (laughs) and i know i personally after i tried keto I've tried keto before because I had a lot of clients come to me saying that they were on keto and it didn't work for them or they just gained the weight back and it's not sustainable or so on and so forth. So I tried it as I think any professional who works with people does. And I lasted about a week and I felt like crap. Um, I do not do well personally on a low carb diet. I do well with moderate amount of carbs. So I find that having like a starchy carb one to two times a day, usually with breakfast and dinner, I have more energy. My cycles are more regular. My acne goes away. My cravings go away. So that took me time to experiment to find. When I have too many, I feel sluggish. I feel tired. I feel like just blah. So keep that in mind guys, like it's okay to have carbs. My favorite is sweet potato. Um I love 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 sweet potatoes. So yummy. I'm like thinking about having one now. But just remember that you get to choose how you live your life and what you want to do. And if the keto diet is something you want to try, I hope that this gives you really great information. Make sure that you are paying attention to your body and you're doing it safely. If you don't want to try and you're like, "Well, what do I do now?" I give you everything in the Hashimoto's method, experiment with different foods. Gluten, dairy, soy, and grain are the most common um, that women are reactive to reactive to with Hashimoto's. But I personally, I personally have a history of eating disordered eating. And being on a diet that's super restrictive, like keto, just is not sustainable to for me. And a lot of the women are like many of the studies (laughs) and many of the longevity programs, like you find that it's not sustainable. And then people revert back to the way they were eating after losing a significant amount of weight and gain weight again. And it's hard to go through. I get it. Trust me. I've been on every diet ever. And so that's why I don't like doing these restrictive diets. And I don't recommend them for our own mental health, our physical health and our emotional health, and let alone the health of our thyroid. So keep all these things in mind. You do you. If you have any questions, make sure you post them below. Um, And I would love for you to leave a review on this podcast. Let me know what like blew your mind, what you thought maybe something you thought was true and isn't or so on and so forth. And I'm just so glad you're here and I can't wait to chat with you next week.